guys. Now we actually have John Kingston back with our top story this morning, and we're digging into some alternate perspectives on if we've hit the freight market bottom. John, second time's the charm. We've got you now. First question is, can you hear me? Yes. <laughs> there we go. Two for two, because I can hear you. Awesome. Love fixing out those technical issues this morning. Let's get right into it. We obviously have had a lot of conversation about if we are truly at the bottom of this freight cycle. We've got now some more data coming in from CAS as well as from AFS, the Cowan Report. Can you talk to us a little bit about what those showed? I think they were similar in that they both kind of suggested that a bottom is here or very near, that they just didn't see a lot of room for declines. And then really, that's kind of been what a lot of people have been saying. When you start to look at the cost of operations, you know, rates have not are not Getting, and rates have not risen to the level that are taking care of those costs of operation. You still really need to bleed out more capacity. So, so the CAS index, uh, their shipments index, was down 4.7% year on year, and it was down um, about a month. Uh, let's see, about 1.6% from a month earlier. You know, these are indications that the slowdown is slowing because these drops over the past year have been significantly more than that. Um, there, there are other indexes were kind of were down a lot more, but you would expect that, you know, the expenditures index, um, which is really essentially the cost of shipments, that's way down. But we know that the cost of fuel is down, the cost of trucking is down. So the, the shipments really, I think, are kind of like the most important part there because it indicates demand. Um, really what's not in the, the cast numbers is, is capacity, the way capacity, of course, is shown in the uh, in the freightways, OTRI. But the shipments numbers have been dropping consistently. They dropped again year on year. They dropped month on month, um, um, uh, April to May. These, uh, this is, these numbers are not June. And um, so it suggests a slowdown. Now, now there was some interesting commentary uh, in the report from uh, Tim DeNoyer of ACT Research uh, and he put up a graphic, which maybe you have on the screen there, showing the class, classic truckload cycle. And what he said is, we're about to move into another cycle, but it's not an upturn cycle. It's from the late cycle to that kind of dark blue, the cycle bottoming. And he said, you know, that the, the characteristics of cycle, the cycle bottoming cycle are not particularly positive for truckers. Um, you're, you're talking about rates that continue to decline. You're talking about capacity leaving the market, which is actually kind of positive for rates in the long term. And the one thing he said that's not happening is a slowdown in uh, Class 8 orders. And we know that the Class 8 orders were totally backed up because of uh, problems at OEMs. Those orders are still high to replace those old trucks. And as he said in his commentary, those trucks need to be seated. So he's suggesting here that the kind of loss of capacity that you would get as a result of a drop in orders that you would see in previous cycle bottoming is not happening now because you know you're still it's still impacted by the pandemic it's still impacted by the orders that were slowed by the pandemic and are now are getting getting filled so um you know th this again this all suggests so that's just one point of like you know five or six and this all suggests that the, we are near a bottom and John, speaking on some of those other points, Morgan Stanley also has a part here in your outlook. And so showing that they see a potential upturn, can you tell us about their take? Yeah, theirs is more of a survey that they do. Um, and then they, they kind of translate that to an index. So yeah, they're, they're also with most of the uh, respondents were saying that they thought the bottom was near. Uh, and then you talked about the, uh, the, uh, um, the Cowan, uh, uh, excuse me, the Cowan project or the Cowan index with, uh, I believe it's ACF. Um, logistics, 
And that also, again, very similar. You know, we, we think we're at the bottom. There are suggestions we're at the bottom. Um, we are not as low. What, 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 the, what the Cowan report does is it takes a baseline and then shows how what, what you are percentage-wise up or down over the baseline. In the recent history, the only time they've been down under the baseline was in the second quarter of 2020. We know what happened then. Um, and uh, right now it looks like the, the the projection for the third quarter is a number that's a little bit above where it was for the second quarter. So again, not a sign of a big turnaround, but certainly a sign that there's been a bottom. So John, through the last really kind of quarter and almost a half, I think since kind of the middle part of the first quarter, we've seen kind of the common thread be cautious optimism, right? Is this fact that like, yeah, we know that things are going to be bad, but we're hoping that they're not going to be that bad, or we're hoping that the bottom isn't going to fall completely out of the truckload markets things like that. And we're moving into now second quarter earnings season, looking for some companies to start releasing this week. What do you think that some of these earnings are going to tell us about where companies go into the third quarter and into the second half of the year? Will we see more of that cautious optimism? Will we see more of just a straight up, you know what, we are not excited about this back half of 2023? Or do you think that we'll see some of these companies pointing towards a recovery as well? Well, first of all, the earnings are going to be next week. There are no earnings this week, as far as I know. Um, and next week we'll, we'll start. Uh, I, I'm, you know, the second quarter I'm sure was very bad. We know that. Uh, I mean, based on look, I, I was at the UBS industrial conference about a month ago. Well, was it a month ago? Yeah, uh, in Manhattan. And you know, so this this was well into the third quarter, and the speakers there were you know like people people like CEO from Heartland Express. And he, you know, I I, th- I got the sense that the optimism they were exuding was mostly just because of the calendar, just because, like, you know, things have been lousy for a long time. They'll probably continue. So, therefore, they they might run their course. But that was really the only reason for optimism, just the clock. And I forget of the three – yes, there there were three surveys in that report I did yesterday, the the, the, um, the Cass, the Morgan Stanley, and the, uh, the Cowan. And um, I forget which one said the length of most downturns is, like, 21 to 24 months. And we're not there yet. So this has more room to run. You know, the LTL volume figures that were released in early June were all lousy. So I don't really know what the basis for any kind of an upturn is going to be. And I think, you know, you will you will see that. And, you know, remember something, Night Swift, was it two, no, I guess it was last week, came out with its revised forecast, uh, its revised earnings outlook, and it was very negative too. So I, I don't think you're going to get a lot of optimism in that first run of earnings reports. And we just had John, um, sorry, Donnie Gilbert and Tony Mulvey do a CARA update on some of the energy side. Can you give us a little bit of an update on what you're seeing? Yeah, I wasn't totally in agreement with Tony and Donnie, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I, you know, I, I, it's hard for me to see a, a basis for diesel going down another 30 to 40 cents over the rest of the year. Um, in fact, we've had a kind of a significant uh downturn recently. And I think one of the most interesting things is that the downturn has, excuse me, we've had a downturn for a while. We've had an upturn recently. Um, And one thing that I think is maybe starting to work, and I actually have already tweeted about this this morning, the decline in the value of oil over the last month has come despite the fact that the dollar has fallen really for a year. Dollars had a really significant drop. And there's usually an inverse relationship between the price of oil and the value of the dollar. And for the oil to have gone down as far as it did, even in the face of a falling dollar, usually you would expect a different reaction, is pretty significant. Now, 
The price of oil over the last couple of weeks has definitely been higher. The price of ultra-low sulfur diesel on the CME Commodity Exchange is up 20 to 25 cents just in the last three to four weeks. Um, and the IEA report came out overnight. Uh, I'm just kind of starting to go through it, but I would definitely see it as fairly bullish. Um, looking, they're looking at this. They, they lower their their outlook for growth um, for the rest of the year. It's still up, but it's not up as much as it was. And uh, but they also see tighter supply coming out of these OPEC plus cuts. And I think that's what the market's been reacting to. I, I definitely do not see a basis for, you know, 30 to 40 cent decline in diesel. I just don't I'm, I just don't think it's there. I think I am also in agreement with you on that one as well. And it's definitely going to be interesting to see what OPEC Plus does or the impacts will be in the coming months here. John, if people want more of your content, where can they get that? Well, you can just Google John Kingston, author Freightways, and you'll get my whole wonderful, bountiful archives of stories. Excellent, John. Also looking forward to your next episode of Julian Deep. Thanks so much for joining us this morning, and we'll check in again with you again soon. Thanks again. Right now, we're going to toss it over to Kaylee Nix for our first look at today's top stories. 